the Better Budgeting Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Reese. I'm a money coach and the founder of the Better Budgeting Playbook. And this is my one-on-one coaching program for women and couples who have been trying to figure out their finances, finally create a clear plan so they don't have to worry about waiting on payday anymore. I became a money coach in 2020 after paying off over $60,000 in debt, rekindling my marriage, becoming financially free, and wanting others to experience the same. If you'd like to work with me, you can check out the link in the show notes there. Also, we have the Financial Freedom Society on Facebook. It's a free Facebook community focusing on debt payoff, saving strategies, budgeting, and money mindset. You can find the link to that community in the show notes as well. I wanted to jump in here and say it is the last eight-ish weeks until the new year. And if you have not met your financial goals for this year back in January when you were setting them up and the new year is still glimmering in your eyes, it is not too late to change, okay? The Better Budgeting Playbook is taking on clients right now, November 2023, and we are going to be closing the doors for the Better Budgeting Playbook for December of 2023. Here's the reason. I am a wife and I am a mother and those things are really, really important to me. And I noticed that I was getting pulled in the wrong direction last December where I wasn't able to spend as much time on my family, but rather growing my business. And that's just not something that I value. I value my time with my clients. I value my time with my family and I value time with myself. And I think it's just so important that I utilize and build my business the way that I need to build it so it's sustainable but also you're going to be so busy for Christmas too girlfriend December is going to fly by like a rocket okay and I know that you have a lot on your plate anyway so this is the perfect time to get set up in November so you can do all the heavy lifting then And then December, you're going to feel more confident with your finances going through the holiday season. And January, girl, those New Year's goals that you have for your finances, they are going to become so real in 2024 for you because you already started working on your finances in November of 2023. Okay, so go to the show notes, check out the Better Budgeting Playbook. I would love to put you on the calendar here soon. Like I said, we're closing any new enrollment for December, but we will be servicing all of our current clients in December. So if you want to get some financial guidance in December, you got to sign up in November. Okay, with that, let's get started on this episode. Thank you for being here. I am so excited about this episode. I know I start everything or every episode exactly like that. I'm so excited about that. But really, like this stuff lights my soul on fire. And this particular subject is a feisty one in households if you are married. So... If you haven't listened to episode one yet of the podcast, the Better Budgeting Podcast, you need to go back there and listen to it, all right? This is going to lay a lot of groundwork for this episode. Basically, in a nutshell, me and my husband were not compatible when it came to finances in the very early stages of our marriage. There was some addiction, there was some infidelity, like it's a whole drama up in that episode. And it is by far the top listened to episode of this whole podcast. It really showcases how I became a money coach. But 
specifically, this episode is going to talk about different ways to manage income as a couple. Okay, because I got some people over here doing all of it in one account. I've got them doing 50 50s. I've got them doing, you know, he does this and she does that bill and like, bah, 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 bah. So we're going to go through all of these scenarios. And I'm going to tell you right now, there is not one right or wrong answer. I'm going to be biased. I'm going to tell you my opinions. Okay, but there is definitely a time and a place for each of these. All right. And I'm going to try to stay true to it and show you the advantages and the disadvantages of everything. However, I'm going to tell you my favorite. Okay. <laughs> Let's jump into it. The first one is splitting the bills 50-50. This ain't my favorite friends. Okay. Actually, I absolutely despise, hate, this method. Um, nothing says I don't trust you and I don't want to like splitting bills 50-50. All right. You might as well say, I don't even know why we got married marriage certificate because for me, I'm like, this makes no sense. Okay. For some of y'all, it makes sense. All right. There's a time and a place. Uh, when my husband was fully into his addiction, it didn't make sense for us to join a bank account, okay? So I kind of understand this, but this is how it works, okay? Let's say the husband brings home $6,000 a month and the wife brings home $3,000 a month. The combined bills for that household is $5,000, okay? You split everything 50-50 and then that's $2,500 for each of you. 2500 for the husband, 2500 for the wife. That leaves the husband with about $3,500 discretionary income. So that's 6000 minus his portion, which is 2500 equals $3,500 he gets a month. Do whatever the heck he wants to do with it, okay? The wife, though, ooh, sweetheart, she has her 3000 coming in, and then her expenses is 2500 It leaves her with $500 discretionary. You already know it doesn't make sense. But here's what this looks like in real life. And the reason I say this is obviously my marketing is women, right? And wives. Okay. So I talked with a lot of wives. I talk with so many wives. Okay. And this is what they say to me when they're using this scenario. Okay. I feel like I'm always asking him for money. He tells me that I need to do better with my money. I can never get ahead and he's out buying a new toy all the time. If I ask for money from him, I have to pay him back. I don't want to say no to doing things so he either pays for it or I go into debt so we can do it. And I got a question for you. Does that sound like a partnership? It does not. And that is why I do not recommend 50-50. Also, most of the time people who do 50-50 when they do this split, they don't include groceries or gas or their debt or their future goals. So if you have a child in the mix and you want to be able to pay for their college, then you have to have that conversation and be like, okay, does this get added into the 50-50 mix? But if one of you only has $500 and the other has $3,500, it's going to make it really hard to make progress on those goals because of $500, how much can you actually really give to go forward to these goals? 
especially if you're not including groceries and gas. And it, let's say you have some debt as well. Like, whew. So when is it a good option for 50-50? When you're roommates. Okay. The mental and emotional load that comes with this 50-50 split is just too hard to manage. It is detrimental. It brings resentments in a marriage. It is just ugly. Okay. And that's why I do not recommend this for spouses. The next one, a little bit better, just a little bit. Okay. Um, is income percentage splitting. This is better than 50, 50 in my opinion, but it still needs some work. Okay. Here's how it works. Husband brings home the same $6,000 a month, the wife, the same $3,000 a month, just to keep everything even here. In total, the household brings home $9,000 a month. Of that $9,000, if we put it into percentage, the husband brings home 66.6, the wife 33.3, we'll round them, 67 for the husband, 33 for the wife. This means that we're going to add all the bills up, which is that $5,000 number, okay? And the husband is going to be responsible for 67% of it. The wife is going to be responsible for 33%. So $3,350 of the bills will be covered by the husband, leaving him with $2,650 to play with however he wants. For the wife, that means that she's responsible for $1,650, leaving her with $1,350, okay? She got a better end of the deal on this one, okay? And it's actually much better when it comes to the workload. And by workload, I mean the income, okay? She's not as stretched, all right? She's paying for exactly how much she can afford technically by how much she's bringing into the household. Same with the husband. He's paying for exactly what he can afford by what he brings into the household. I'm not a fan, but it's better. Okay. Like I said, not a fan. It's a little bit better. All right. It gets the playing field a little bit more fair when we go into income percentage splitting. The next one is 100% joint accounts. This is the old school way of managing finances between a husband and a wife. And here's what we do, okay? Y'all open a checking account and all the income is dumped into there. Then this is our money. All of the dollars look exactly the same. They don't know where the heck they came from. They're all there, okay? They don't know who brought what to the table. They all look exactly the same. Early in my marriage, my husband would always say, my money. I work for my money. This is my money. I should have a say what I do with my money. And I would then say, well, then why the F are we married? Okay. This was prior to many hours of counseling and inner reflection and knowing that that was not the best way to go about things. And there was a lot of internal conflict between each of us that we grew up in different ways of managing money and we're coming together as a married couple to try to figure it out and we did not do well trying to figure it out by ourselves but this allows you all to get on the same page everything is coming out of one account it is way easier to manage this way instead of worrying about who's paying this who's paying that is it fair 
they have more money than I do, blah, 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 blah. In the Better Budgeting Playbook, if I have a couple, I encourage them to go 100% joint accounts. I like to tweak it just a little bit if they don't have the accounts merged yet. And what I would suggest for them is that you each have your own individually spending accounts. So you get to the spending plan in the Better Budgeting Playbook. I teach you how to put together a spending plan, how to follow it, you know, the accountability that comes with it. But y'all decide on where you're going to be putting your money every single month. Then when you get down to the bottom and you've got some cash left over, you get to decide as a couple, where are we going to put this extra money? Are we going to put it towards the holidays? Are we going to put it on vacation for next year? Are we going to pay extra on debt? Are we going to save it for our emergency fund? And if it's enough, you can actually say, hey, we're going to put a portion towards these goals, but I want to have some fun money for myself. And what happens is you take the fun money out. Let's say it's $100 for each of you every two weeks. You go ahead, you take the $100 out and you put it in your own account. So then you still have your own money right? I'm air quoting. You have your own money to do whatever the heck you want with. If you want to buy your wife a gift, if you want to buy your husband a gift, if you want to donate to your church, if you want to go out to eat with the girlfriends, get your nails done, it all comes out of your separate account. You still have that feeling of financial independence, but you know that together you and your spouse are a team and you're going to get your goals done. And honestly, that is my favorite way to do it. And my husband and I have been doing a modified version of that for a very long time where my husband, he would send me his money. He would get paid on payday. We would have an agreed upon amount and he would send it over to my account. My account would house all of the bills plus my own fund money. And because I've been tracking diligently for almost seven years now, I can manage to have my fund money in also my bill account. It is not recommended by any means to do that without having help and understanding how to manage your money because right now you're doing that and it's just a jumbled mess, right? Like you have no idea what's going to bills, what's going to fun money. You think you have more fun money than you do and then you are short on bills and it's just a big mess. So let me help you out, okay? You get a joint account, that's your bill money. Okay, that's where all the everything gets deposited. That's where your bills come out of it. All of that goes there. Okay, then y'all get your separate accounts. If you're like, no, Danielle, that's way too many accounts for this family and this household. I got you. Okay, stick with one joint account, but then you need to track. And that might be pulling out cash for your fund money so that you don't have individual accounts, but you pull out cash. That might mean tracking every single dollar that goes in and out of that bank account so that you ensure that whoever gets the fund money, however much they get that allotted amount and they don't go over it. It's much harder to keep track of that stuff when you're newer into budgeting. And that's why in the Better Budgeting Playbook, I set up people with these separate types of accounts, a bill account, and a spend account, but everything is joint. If you're having trouble with the joint account feeling, because maybe your husband or your wife, they um, were an addict or an alcoholic or a gambler, or they have these really big spending tendencies. I understand it is scary AF to want to even consider putting them on an account with you. Oh my goodness, you know, that's scary, super duper scary, okay? Then you use the method that I've been using where you, you figure out the allotted amount, you send it over into your account, 
because then that person doesn't have access and you be the responsible person of paying the bills if the spouse is unable to pay the bills that need to be paid or if they don't like doing it. My husband hates dealing with the finances. Does that surprise anyone? Like I am such a nerd when it comes to finances. I freaking love it. I will sit um, look at numbers for hours if I could. So if you're not comfortable doing a joint account, it's okay to do it that way. So let's review real quick. Splitting the bills 50-50, least favorite. No go. Nope. Do not recommend. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Ain't for me. Ain't for my clients. Not recommending it on my end. Okay. Percentage splitting, income percentage splitting. Me. There's a time and a place. Maybe if your roommate's getting ready to be married, um, you can do that. Uh, yeah, it's not my fa- it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. I will support you as your coach, however you see fit. But I'm gonna tell you what the easiest, simplest thing to do is get a joint account. Put it all in one pot and then separate it out where you need to put it. I like this analogy. I say it to my clients quite often whenever I have couples. You're taking all your money, you're sitting on your kitchen table like a drug dealer, and then you're going to go and pay all your drug dealers. (laughs) I'm serious. I'm serious. You take it, put it on the kitchen table, all the money, and then you're going to separate it into piles on what needs paid. Okay. It's just, it's so simple. And we overcomplicate budgeting by just doing all the things. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.